We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. And now, joining us here on the Bear Report Podcast, talk about the NFL scouting combine, a little bit of free agency. We're joined by Bears beat reporter for Shaw Local, Sean Hammond. Sean, uh, nice to see you outside of House Hall and uh, the Combine. I know we just saw each other last week, um, but I appreciate you joining me on the podcast and Aaron as well. Um, I, I believe it's your first time on the podcast. Yeah, Zach, uh, it is my first time, and, and thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, no, anytime. Let, let, let's kind of get into it, man, because you were at the Combine last week, um, and I'll just ask you this. What was your biggest Bears takeaway from the week that you were there down in, in Indianapolis? I mean – obviously the biggest story was, was what was going on with Jalen Carter and, and that has, has huge implications for the bears. I, I mean, I, I would think that all, all of everything that's transpired so far, in my opinion, seems to take him off their, their potential number one pick candidates. And, and that obviously has uh, a, a huge impact on, on, you know, what they could potentially do at number one. And also, you know, the trade scenarios, if they want to trade that pick, you know, maybe a, a lot of people pointed to him as one of those guys who who maybe they didn't want to drop down past number four in the draft because maybe they want to get a Will Anderson or a Jalen Carter. And and now that he's got all this off the field stuff going on, I mean, that's that's really going to change the calculus there. And um, in my opinion, you can't take him that high. Um, I don't know how far he's going to drop when this is all said and done, but I, I certainly don't think he's going to be at the top. Well, and it puts the Bears in an interesting position, at least in my opinion, because it's like you're looking at this and obviously the Bears are not going to take a quarterback. But now you're talking about, you know, very likely taking a defender off the board, which I agree with you. I, I don't think Jalen Carter, especially with the Bears, I, I don't think there's any way that uh, one, this isn't going to get resolved before the draft. And two, I just don't see the optics being good. But then you start kind of looking around and it's like, you know, what are the Bears going to do? So obviously they could trade back to nine and this could all be moot. But, you know, let's just assume that they say somewhere in the top five. Who were some of the guys that kind of grabbed your eyes in terms of drills, uh, fits, uh, anybody you talked to, you know, whether it was just all the media stuff or even people that you talked to? Who do you think the Bears going to be looking at if they stay in the top five? Well, I'll say I was really impressed with with Will Anderson and, uh, you know, not just obviously the, the tape speaks for itself, but uh, I thought he he gave a really good interview when he was up there at the podium. I thought uh, 
you know, he was, he was a really engaging personality. And I think that kind of stuff matters. I mean, I think he's going to, going to play well in, in interviews uh, with teams and, and, uh, you know, then you look at what he can do on the field. And, and of course, I mean, why wouldn't you want to add a, a guy who's that dynamic, who can uh, seemingly do anything as far as, as, as a pass rusher is concerned. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of other really talented pass rushers in this draft too. And there's a couple other guys who, who might be, be uh, you know, high first round targets. Um, so, so maybe, you know, it comes down to how much the Ryan Poles and the bears really believe that Will Anderson might be the clear number one over some of these other guys, but um, certainly he, he talks a big game and, and seems like he is the, the type of impact player that the bears are looking for. What was something that you kind of learned or found out at the combine um, that you didn't know about maybe a prospect, a team, um, the combine in general um, going into it this year? Hmm, man, that's a tough one. I mean, uh, you know, it's we, Zach, we've done this a couple of years now, you know, we've, we've been going to the combine. Uh, it's, uh, uh, that's, that's, you know, one of the things that, that stood out about that whole Jalen Carter story is, you know, you get so used to these same sort of storylines you're talking about, you know, quarterbacks heights or hand size or, or whatnot. And then, you know, something like that happens and it really, it really makes a mark on, on this combine and, and our experience as far as like what, what's going on down there. That's not a story that you're used to seeing, but uh, uh, you know, certainly, certainly um, you know, I always find it really fun just to, to get to do these interviews with the players because you get to see their personalities come out a little bit. You get to uh, you know uh, you, you know, you, you get to see not just like what they can do on the field, but who they are as people um, I'm thinking of like, uh, I, I wasn't actually down there when Nolan Smith did his interview and, and he was, you know, in tears talking about his, yeah. his teammate who died in that car crash down in Georgia. But stuff like that is just, uh, uh, you know, you really see the human side of the sport. Well, and it seems obviously you guys have been there the last few years and, you know, so you guys will probably have a little bit better perspective on this, but it seems to me like this year, was a little bit more freaky on the athletic side, right? You had a lot of guys that were running extremely fast, a lot of defensive linemen running extremely fast, and really some offensive linemen that were running extremely fast as well. In terms of, especially last year, how last year's class was just really an older class as a whole because of the pandemic and because everybody got a year of extra eligibility. What would you say were the biggest differences between this year's combine experience and last year in terms of the prospect, the quality, um, in, ter in terms of just some testing overall, did you notice a big difference or was it just something that was bigger on TV? Well, I, I will say that I feel as if, uh, you know, and I, I don't necessarily have the numbers to back this up, but I, I, I think this is true that, you know, there were just because of that extra COVID year, there were so many guys with a lot of college experience and, um, I think that that's maybe not the case this year. Obviously, there are some dudes who have still, uh, you know, taken advantage of, of the extra year that they got uh, because of COVID. But there's certainly, uh, as the years go on now, since that 2020 season, there's certainly fewer and fewer of those guys coming along. And, um, you know, you look at a guy like Anthony Richardson, who's, uh, you know, doesn't have, uh, you know, he might he might be the freaky athlete. Obviously, he was wowing people uh, with what he was able to do, but doesn't necessarily have the the starting experience that uh some of these other quarterbacks have and and i think that that's you know maybe reverting back to normal a little bit because uh after covid things were so weird and you had all these guys who who had been there for five years or, or you know however long it took advantage of the extra years and and certainly i don't think that's as much the case anymore leaving the combine now it's, it's a week 
done now. Um, what what are your biggest needs for the Bears leaving that combine? And and maybe which position do you think they must address in the draft? Well, I would say uh, you know their biggest their biggest needs gonna be along that defensive line. They got to get better uh, rushing the passer now. You know, that could be that honestly, that should be a two pronged attack that should be free agency and the draft. In my opinion, uh, you don't have to use your first round pick on a pass rusher if you get a really good guy in free agency. But, you know, you certainly can still do that. Um, that's that's the number one thing for me. I still think they got to get better at, at offensive tackle, uh, whether that's right tackle, whether that's left tackle. I don't think it really matters. I think they got to get a good tackle in there. Um, and again, that's another position where where it could be free agency. It could be the draft. It could be both. Um, you know, I, I think Braxton Jones did a lot of good things given the situation he was was in. And uh, certainly nobody expected him to come out and be the starter for 17 games and, and props to him for doing that. But, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean he has that left tackle job locked up going into the next year. They can still uh, certainly improve that position or, or bring in a right tackle or, or bring in a left tackle, move Braxton to right side. What you know, whatever you want to do, you have options there. So I, I think those. Those two spots, you know, we know Ryan Poles wants to get better in the trenches. I definitely think that's going to be a focus of, of this offseason. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, and kind of, you know, like Zach said, kind of leaving the combine and moving towards the offseason. Free agency is a little under a week away. Thank God for that. I think we're all I think we're all tired of the mock drafts and the mock everything else. Uh, so what were your overall takeaways in terms of, you know, all this talk about the number one overall pick, right? We've all kind of dissected it. But in terms of what you heard while you were there and just your overall take, um, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think this is going to be a, a situation where the Bears are going to somehow make a move before free agency starts? Do you think that's a little premature? Where are you at with all of this? I think it could happen before the draft. I don't think it has to happen. Uh, you know, certainly teams are going to gonna get a little bit more desperate the closer you get to the draft. And, and if that pick hasn't been moved, I do think he's leaning, Ryan Poles is leaning towards trading that pick. I think that's what he wants to do. I would say, you know, before last week, um, you know, I was kind of solidly in that camp where, you know, don't, don't trade down too far. And, and after kind of talking to people and, and, and seeing Ryan, what Ryan Poles had to say and talking to people at the combine, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears move down a little bit farther. I wouldn't be surprised if, if say, Carolina is that team that trades up uh, from the number nine spot or, or something in that range. Uh, because if you can get 
you know, multiple first round picks. If you can get a 24 and a 25, uh, not saying that maybe Carolina is the team that would do that, but if somebody is willing to do that, I think Ryan Poles would be okay with moving back a little bit further uh, if he can give himself even more draft capital at the top of the draft in, in future drafts. What was your biggest takeaway from um, Ryan Poles' press? Right, I know that that one's a little more easier to cover for us because he's in a private setting where Matty Rafflos is just taking questions from, you know, whoever's at the combine, pretty much. So, what was your um, biggest takeaway from what Ryan Poles had to say on that Tuesday? Yeah, you, you get some weird questions when you're up at the the main podium. A lot of there fantasy with, football with, stuff. You know, there's there's a lot of media folks in the room, and and obviously we're all trying to do our jobs, and we got to ask our questions. But you get some some uh, ones you're not expecting in that situation. But yeah, Ryan Poles, you know, I thought he was pretty open about wanting to trade the pick. I mean, that was you know he didn't necessarily say that in so many words, but he kind of did. Like he kind of made it pretty clear that that he's looking to shop this pick and. And, you know, he's talked to teams about it already. And, and that's only going to heat up now as, as they're sort of uh, obviously they did their interviews at the combine and, and they're you know going out to pro days in, in the coming weeks here and, and going to have a better sense of what's going on at the top of the draft. And uh, I would say that's one thing that stood out. Um, that's that's kind of the biggest thing. But, uh, you know, I, I think Ryan Poles is really excited about this opportunity and who wouldn't be. I mean, you're a you're a. Uh, second year GM, you know, you've only been on the job really like 13 months or whatever it is. And, and you got the number one pick and all this, all this salary cap space. Uh, really, it's been like a year, a year in the works. I mean, this whole process to get to this point since he took over the job, trading Khalil Mack and uh, all, you know, cutting some of those other guys, veterans he cut last year. And, and obviously the Roquan Smith trade, all of that has led you to this moment. And I think he realizes how important this offseason is for this team because they got to get this right. Uh, you know, they got to get the, the potential trade of the number one pick, right. And they got to spend their money wisely. And uh, this off season is really going to set themselves up for the, for the next couple of years. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think this is going to be one, one of, if not the biggest off season we're going to see for quite a while and I've seen it quite a while. So my, my, I guess my next question is obviously you were there, you got to see a lot of these guys work out and obviously you can't put too much, much into that but i'm assuming that you probably watched uh maybe not like to the you know the, the to the point of being a tape junkie right but i'm sure you probably watched some of these guys and got a good feel so who would be let's just say like your top two or top three targets within the first round uh you know obviously we're assuming that they trade back but i feel like all these guys are going to kind of be in the same little uh little bucket here who would be your top two two or three guys after seeing uh, seeing everybody go through workouts yeah, I'm, I'm going to make the assumption that they're not looking for a quarterback at the top of the draft here. Um, I don't think they're doing that. Obviously, Will Anderson is, is uh, you know, at the top of the list, I think, uh, as far as number one edge rusher, number one defender. Um, you know, I'm also working off that assumption, like we said earlier, that Jalen Carter is, is off the board at the, at the top. You know, maybe if he slides back, that changes. Uh, I'm looking at the tackles. I'm looking at Peter Skaronsky. Um, certainly he's a guy who, you know, would be a great story because he's a hometown guy, potentially Paris Johnson from Ohio state, another tackle. Um, those two guys are, are, are really the, those top two tackles in the draft are, are good options. And then depending, you know, it depends how far they trade back though, of course, but you know, you could look at some of these other edge rushers, uh, Tyree Wilson is, is one who comes to mind, uh, um, uh, Miles Murphy, potentially another guy from Clemson, uh, who comes to mind. I am still looking at those positions. I think Ryan Poles really, uh, values those, those premium positions, whether it's tackle, whether it's pass rusher, I, I don't necessarily, you know, I think he puts cornerback in that same 
uh, same tier as far as positional value, but I don't necessarily think that they need to draft a cornerback that high at this point. When, uh, you know, looking at free agency, which begins next week, what's kind of your vibe with the bears? What do you think is going to happen? Um, what can you, maybe any surprises you think could happen and, and kind of what are your overall thoughts as we head into that week? Yeah, it's an exciting Exciting week, especially you talk about $98 million in, in cap space. I mean, who wouldn't be excited to see what the Bears are going to do? Um, you know, I think I think Bears fans should temper their expectations a little bit. I don't think Ryan Poles is going to spend all that money in one offseason. I don't know that it's – I mean, it's certainly possible to spend that much money. I don't know that it's possible to sanely spend that much money. Um, you know, I would look for the Bears to target – maybe two or three really big time free agents. Maybe that's a defensive tackle. Maybe that's a pass rusher. Maybe that's a, an offensive tackle. Um, and then really continue outside of a, a couple premium guys. I think he's going to continue to, to target where he sees value. And, and uh, I know that doesn't excite people based on, on the, the lack of production from last season's uh, free agent class, but you know, I think you would feel a lot better about about the 2022 free agent class if they had also signed two or three big name guys to go along with those those other guys to sort of fill out the roster. So I don't think they're going to they're going to come out and be like the Patriots a couple of years ago or the Jaguars last year where they're spending big time money on on like five or six guys. But I could see them doing that on on three guys, you know, maybe bringing a, a right tackle, a, a Mike McGlinchey or, or uh, Caleb McGarry, somebody like that. Uh, maybe bring in a defensive tackle and, and, and you know, maybe one other guy and, and then kind of try to get your bargains at, in, at wide receiver. I don't think they're good. I just, you, you know, you don't really love this, this wide receiver class as far as free agents. And, and it's hard to see them going out and spending a lot of money at that spot uh, when they feel like maybe they could get somebody in the draft. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's going to be interesting to see how they balance it because, I mean, at least as of the last I checked with the cut of Al-Qadim Muhammad, because I want to say that saved him, what, was it like three and a half million, something like that? Yeah, something so like that. they're going to be right at about, I think it's right about $153 million in cash assets that they're going to have to spend this year. That could be whatever it may be. It could be, um, you know, contract signing bonuses, uh, you know, re signing guys, yep. um, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be interesting to see how Ryan Pohl structures that. Cause like you said, he could take the, take the way of simply saying, okay, we're going to sign a few big key guys and then we're going to go with some mid tier guys and kind of keep it one or two year deals and try to get out of them next year. 
So it's going to be very interesting uh, to kind of see uh, what happens. So my final question for you is, is, you know, obviously, again, you guys have been to the combine a few years now. What is your favorite thing to do at the combine? It seems like everybody's got something different. So I want to hear yours. Man, my favorite thing is just catching up with people. I mean, we see so many media folks, uh, you know, not just like, uh, obviously it's been two months months since the Bears season ended and we haven't seen the other folks on the Bears beat, but, you know, doing this media, doing this NFL reporting stuff, you make friends on other beats and, and people across the country. I love catching up with people, whether that's media folks, whether that's coaches, whether that's, you know, agents, whoever the heck you run into. I, it's, it's a big NFL convention, man. And it's, it's fun to, to talk with people and, and just see, see, you know, what, what it's like on some of these other beats and, and uh, what else is going on in the NFL world. It's, it's a fun time. My last one, Sean, um, give us a bold prediction um, for, you know, for the bears offseason, whether it's free agency, the draft, and then um, also rate the stake that you had at prime uh, 47. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> my steak was great. I'm I'm giving that uh, uh, five out of five, five stars, whatever whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> a plus, one hundred percent. My bold prediction, you know, I've been thinking about this uh, the last day or two, and, and certainly the last twenty four hours since Geno Smith signed his contract. Uh, I'm going to go out there and say it. Um, I even even with that contract, I. I I'm not taking the Seahawks off the board as a potential okay. trade down candidate for the bears. You know, they could move up from number five and, and get, you know, that, that Geno Smith contract, the numbers are big. Of course, you look at the, the dollar signs, that's huge, but uh, you know, they can easily get out of that in one or two years if they really wanted to. And uh, you know, I, I do think that they want to get a young quarterback. Now they could stay put at number five and do that, but uh, you know, they could, they have the assets to move up to number one if they want to do that. And I think the bears would, would like being able to stay there, uh, in the top five, uh, in a trade down scenario. Awesome. I, I like that. Cause, um, I would imagine Ryan Poles probably wants to stay at top four or five, but like you said, I mean, I could, it's just so deep with a lot of these positions. I could see him get back to nine, 10 area, maybe 11. I don't really know the teams back there off the top of my head, but yeah, it's a, that's a good bold prediction. Um, so where can everyone follow you on Twitter and uh, where can everyone read your work at? Yeah, you can read my work at shawlocal.com. That's Shaw, S-H-A-W, local, L-O-C-A-L.com. And uh, follow me on Twitter, Sean underscore Hammond. Awesome. Thanks again, Sean, so much for joining us. It was good stuff. Uh, really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.